Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Digital Podcast. This is episode 11. It's a two-parter as always, except this time the two parts sound quite different. The first half, you will hear a conversation I had with Tom Hoyland and Katie Atwood, who run Agile Sheffield. We talk about uh, meetups mainly and the idea of uh, running your own meetup, uh, all the complications of it and all the fantastic things that it brings. We also talk about what it's like to attend a meetup and kind of the things that they do to make sure that it's welcoming and accessible to everyone. In the second half of the show, um, we transport ourselves to the Rocco Cafe um, on Glossop Road, where I met with uh, Mel and uh, Chris, as usual, and we talked through uh, the updates, the usual updates from the Sheffield digital community. Um, so obviously the sound quality isn't as tremendous as the first half, but um, hopefully it's okay. It was a very busy cafe. It was less about the microphones and it was more about the cafe. I think uh, we got a bit excited about the good coffee and perhaps should have chosen somewhere a little quieter. But uh, no matter, on with the show and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so thanks for joining us, Katie and Tom. Hi there. Hi there. Uh, welcome to uh, the podcast. Um, really looking forward to talking to you about uh, about meetups. It's a big part of what Sheffield Digital does and uh, something we want to do more of and do better. Um, before we get on to all that, though, I think it'd be great if you could just give us um, a quick overview of, uh, it's the old kind of bullseye style, what do you do, where do you come from, all that kind of thing. So should we start with you, Katie? Okay. Okay, my name's Katie Atwood. I'm a business analyst. Um, I've been working in digital products and services since about the early 2000s. And have been freelance for the last four to five years. Uh, I'm Tom Hoyland. Uh, I'm an agile coach at the moment. Uh, I've worked in software engineering, business analysis, and, and product development, uh, mainly in and around the Sheffield area. Uh, I'm working at Sky Betting and Gaming at the moment, and uh, working with Katie and uh, some other folks uh, setting up and running Agile Sheffield. So Agile Sheffield is uh, a meetup. Dare I say a popular meetup in Sheffield? Yes, you may. <laughs> it's quite popular, <laughs> indeed. Um, I, I think it would be a good idea to kind of explain what a meetup is. One of the questions I very personally have is the diff, what's the difference between a meetup and an, an event, apart from it's quite handy when you're writing copy about it to have two different words to use so you don't repeat them in the same sentence. What's a meetup? What is a meetup, Katie? What do you think? I think a meetup to me is something that's much more informal. Quite For Agile Sheffield, it's certainly very community-focused. I think meetup in some ways might be viewed a bit more of as a jargon word and it's often used in the technical community rather than just saying actually in many ways it is just people with similar interests similar needs similar values meeting up regularly and yeah. it's no more or less than that really yeah i mean it's all about just bringing together lots of different uh, lots of different different disciplines uh, people from all over sheffield all over yorkshire in fact uh, getting them to the same place and just getting them to talk about their experience in agile all the things that kind of intersect with agile getting them all in the same place to just exchange ideas and kind of grow I think that's always been my sense is that uh, the idea of it being a more informal, uh, a more informal thing. So an, an event has got some kind of, um, you know, we're going to an event, it's official and this kind of, it feels yes. like you're there to absorb something. Whereas a meetup, maybe as an attendee, you're there to potentially give back and to take part and to be feel more part of it. Does that sound about right? 
Yeah, I think it's really about uh, one of the things that we want to do is we want to make Agile as accessible to people as possible. Uh, so we, we get a, quite a range of uh, people coming to us. We, we get you know professionals, freelancers, yep. people from the product area, testers, DevOps. Uh, but then we also got, get a lot of students and a lot of teachers and lecturers just to come in, just to you know come and see what's going off and how we're doing it. Yeah, and I think what we're trying to do actually is, and it is great to have external people coming along to the meetup from outside Sheffield, but what we're trying to encourage more and more is people that have attended Agile Sheffield since about, since about day one in 2015 yeah. to actually come along and present at the meetup to share their experiences, um, ask questions, ask those stupid questions that sometimes people don't necessarily feel like brave enough to ask, but it's not just about coming along to meetup, to Agile Sheffield meetup and talking about Agile. It's coming along to share your experiences and ask for help. I think it's 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 a lot about creating that safe space, and yes. I think that's one of the things that Agile Sheffield's uh, got quite good at, uh, just creating that community feel, where, like you say, Katie, uh, we can share ideas. It doesn't matter where you are on your journey through Agile. You know, you might be just coming out of waterfall, or you might be a seasoned Agile expert. It's it's all about getting all those ideas together and sharing them in a safe space. It might be worth. Um, I'm sure most people listening will know, but it might be worth just giving. The, the, the briefest of overviews of what Agile is. Wow, that's a, that's I'll a have difficult... i for this one. You have 100 words, go. Right, okay. Uh, so I suppose Agile is about changing the way that you deliver your products, where, whether it's software products or it's, you know, it's more tangible, real-world products, about changing the way that you get those products out there. Uh, so breaking things down into smaller chunks, getting them through your development pipeline, your product pipeline, or your software pipeline, and getting them out to users. And the quicker you can get things out to users, the quicker you can get a return on investment, but more importantly, the quicker you can learn whether the product that you've been creating is actually worthwhile and then you can learn from that you can feed that back through and you can make your product better faster and why did you start agile sheffield what was the uh, what was those uh, early moments how did it come about well, I think uh, I think Agile Sheffield started back in July 2015. Is that right? It did, and actually, we should make sure that Tom and I don't take the the full credit for starting Agile Sheffield because <laughs> it was Richard Joseph and and Chris Roberts back in, as you say, Tom, July 2015. Yeah, decided to set up Agile Sheffield, and I think it was about seven or eight people met in a back room in Sheffield Tap and said, "Let's try and do something." There was no grand vision. I don't think it was just a case of good people in Sheffield wanting to learn and share more about Agile. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it's quite surreal going uh, looking back at what that how it started. Uh, but yeah, a couple of people in a room, like you say, with a bunch of post-it notes, uh, wanting to just to talk more about Agile and get something started in Sheffield. And, and so, did you feel like there was a need for that? Is that because that's one of the things that I always I, we, we talked before we started recording about Sheffield having quite a quite a good, quite a thriving um, meetup scene. How do you how do you know if there's a need? How do you know if people are going to come? I think if you know you've got, you know, build it and they will come, uh, you know, as they always say. And I think when we started off, we we never imagined that it would grow to the size that it is now. We've got 900 people in the Agile Sheffield meetup group. Uh, we see regular numbers between 50 to 70 people. And then when we go big and we try and do things like uh, the meetup mashup, we see even bigger numbers. So it's really about just getting the news out there, publicising it, letting people know that Agile Sheffield exists and it's open for people to come to it and, uh, you know, just making it accessible. And I suppose just to add to that, I think the way we try and approach the meetup is actually with quite an agile mindset. So we'll try things for each different meetup, try different things. Um, and I know, Tom, after each meetup, you ask for feedback, which we do reflect on each time. So, you know, going back to your question around how do you know there's a need for the meetup? You actually don't know for sure until you've actually tried it. Um, get feedback and try each one. And I think when we look at back over some of the meetups over the last year, 
I think some of the meetups have got really good turnout and really good uh, feedback and some less so, which is absolutely fine because, you, you know, you learn and adapt as you go along. And at what point did you decide to uh, turn it, well, or did you, I suppose, to turn it from quite a, a small thing at the back of the tap to kind of a much bigger event? How did that growth take place? I think it was uh, it was pretty much organic growth. Yeah. So as we started to see more people come into it, we started to realise that, you know, we need a bigger venue, we need a bigger boat. Uh, and uh, as more people came to it, we started to work with a lot of uh, businesses and a lot of organisations in Sheffield. So they came to us and they started to offer uh, their their sites and their offices as a venue. And uh, that kind of just helped us to raise the profile even more. And uh, I think one of the biggest ones we did was the, the meetup mashup down at the workstations recently. Yep. I think we got about 80, 90 people, do you think, actually joined with DevOps? Yeah, yeah. So how, how many did you normally get? Probably you... about 50 to 60, I'd say. That's still quite a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, great. And, and so and, and how do you go about uh, promoting? You say it was organic, but people had to hear about it. So how, how does it, is it just word of mouth or do you, is there a sense of needing to be on social media or to, I don't know, put flyers around town? Can't really go wrong with that old fashion technique. I think Tom's very good at the uh, the gifts on our Twitter account, so I'll let Tom answer the okay. first bit of that, to be honest. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've, we have done a lot of advertising on Twitter recently, so we've been doing a lot of work around our presence on Twitter, what, what is our social media presence, how we can attract more people to Agile Sheffield and also to promote some of the businesses that are in and around Sheffield. So a lot of, uh, of organisations do sponsor and make Agile Sheffield possible. So every every month, whenever we do a meetup, we will be pushing out the message to say thanks to those people that are you know contributing and you know paying the bar tab, but also helping us out with the venue, and that helps us to carry the message. Uh, but what we are starting to do a lot more of is is just pushing those messages out there. So occasionally creating some funny gifts, uh, putting out uh, some memes, uh, just to raise the awareness that you know we are a community. We're here. Uh, it's not boring. It's quite lively. There's a lot of action there. And uh, it's, it's a good place to be at. And I think what we also do, actually, um, particularly for those people who've joined the meetup page, is to iterate for pretty much every meetup that if you're coming along by yourself or you're a bit nervous coming along to a meetup, let us know in advance. Um, and before some of the meetups, we've had people send us message to say, I'm coming along by myself, I'm a bit nervous, can you come and make sure you say hello to us? And I can pretty much say, not quite guarantee, but if you arrive at the Agile Sheffield meetup by yourself, somebody will talk to you. You will not leave until someone has said hello to you, made sure you're welcome, got you a drink so you can feel part of the community. And I think by doing that, it encourages more and more people who wouldn't necessarily naturally or normally join a meetup to come along. And so does that include something more formal, like a a code of conduct? Have you got certain rules in place to help make sure that uh, not only, it's not just that you're saying, uh, you know, this is a safe space, it's kind of the practical side of that. So we don't have a formal code of conduct. I know that's probably something we ought to we ought to look into more. What we do do though at the beginning of each meetup is to make sure we have a you know a, a clear statement at the beginning that I often sort of stand up and say actually this is a place where you can ask questions. Where um, I often talk about you know if you're the quiet person at the back who doesn't often ask questions or you're nervous, then please feel safe and able and supported to speak out and ask questions. Um, but I think it is fair. We probably need, do need to look at a formal. Um, code of conduct but I think or I'm hoping by the way we behave ask questions and talk to people at the end and ask for feedback that we do provide that safe space safe space albeit without a formal code of conduct having just asked you that question it reminds me that um I actually half wrote one which is uh well sort of I got an open source one I used to help um 
uh, when I was at Yumi, we did okay. uh, Tech for Good, Chef yep. Tech for Good. And, um, and we took an open source code of conducts and I kind of adapted it to make it fit. So it's actually... Uh, yeah, I'd completely forgotten about that. I'll put a link to it and I'll, I'll pass it on. It's, Excellent. It's quite good. It does all the, most of the work for you. It's just a case of making sure like the, the details apply to whatever your particular event yes, or, meet, okay. or meet. Thank you. Um, so what happens uh, during the event? Uh, what happens during the, the meetup? Sorry. Uh, do you kind of document what happens? Um, is, there a, is there a kind of way that people who are not there can get involved, that kind of thing? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, we have got different types of events. Sometimes we'll do just a standard meetup where we'll have one or two speakers on, uh, sometimes something more expert and then something uh, a bit of a taster for people to, who are wanting to dip their toe into Agile. And then sometimes we will do things like uh, activities, things like Room 101 and uh, Agile Dragon's Den. And what we tend to do is during those events, we'll be constantly tweeting out photos, what people are saying, some key points. Uh, so if people aren't there in person, they can respond, they can reply online, and we can get the conversation going. And it's really good uh, just to be able to document what's happening as it's happening because there there have been some quite memorable, memorable events, I'd say. Yeah, and I think particularly if we've had community members coming along to some of the meetups, particularly the Agile 101 event where people came on stage and sort of pitched the things they loved or hated about Agile Sheffield, I think if people's putting the time and effort into doing that, it's quite nice for us to be able to share that to help that person raise their own profile, but also to spread the word of what it is that they're talking about. And is that the kind of thing that helps it become more of a community rather than a kind of a standalone event that people go to? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it does get that discussion going. I mean, what what takes place at Agile Sheffield is a really good conversation and that dialogue starts. But then what we do see is on Meetup or on Twitter, you do start to see a couple of replies and a couple of you know comments coming back. You know, can I get involved in this? That looks really good. And you can hear some people cheering on the friends, you know, when they're doing well. And I think for me personally, actually, because I didn't get involved in Agile Sheffield, like I did the first Agile Sheffield, but didn't set it up. I think through Agile Sheffield and knowing Richard Joseph in previous years, that's helped me get more and more involved in Agile Sheffield. Other meetups start to write and get more and more involved in the Agile and technical community within Sheffield. So I think meetups, not just Agile Sheffield, can actually be a good stepping stone to do more things across the city. Yeah, and and so how much work is involved? I guess that's, um, I, again, I mentioned to you before we start recording that I've kind of long thought about running my own meetup but I'm slightly not put off but I'm apprehensive about how much work that might take um would you recommend the experience or how, how much work goes into it oh absolutely I think it's a, it's a really rewarding experience but I think that you know a good meetup starts with good content uh, and understanding what content you want to put out there getting the right speakers involved and then sometimes acknowledging that sometimes the audience isn't going to be interested in a speaker they may want something uh, more activity more fun-based and uh, that's what we do try to do. So as, as we've mentioned, and as Katie's mentioned, after each Agile Sheffield, we're asking for feedback. We're put, sending out SurveyMonkey uh, questionnaires to understand what worked well, what didn't. And then what usually happens at the beginning of each Agile Sheffield is we will replay back what we've learned from it, what we've learned from our, our audience, so to speak, the other members of the meetup, and just inform them what we're going to do differently because it's all about that transparency and those Agile values. Uh, absolutely, and it sounds um, it sounds like uh, it sounds like it's uh, the, the idea of creating a community is surely part of like the reward almost. Like, is a, do you do you get to see many kind of tangible benefits to people? 
It's a strange way of putting it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it goes back to one of the points that Katie's made a few times. You see uh, people who come to Agile Sheffield and you can see the journey that they're mm. going on as individuals. They may have come into kind of like Agile delivery, uh, maybe uh, as, a, as a project manager, or they might have started as almost somebody in uh, graphic design, and they've started to dip the toe into it. And with subsequent Agile Meetup, uh, you can see them becoming more confident. You can see them starting to get more involved in the discussion. And uh, I don't think there's anything more rewarding than seeing uh, somebody who came to, to join Agile Sheffield right at the beginning up on stage talking about something that they're passionate about. They can do that in a confident and a well-articulated way and uh, they feel comfortable explaining something that they care about to other people uh, and the Agile Sheffield community. Sounds good. And, and how, how do you pay for it, if you don't mind me asking? It's terribly rude, isn't it, to ask about money, but is it sponsor-led or are there any other options if anyone else is running a meetup or uh, you know, is thinking of doing it? How does, uh, how does that kind of work? Well, we have sponsors. So I think um, sponsors who will um, pay for free drinks, sometimes pay for the venue. Um... How did you get them? How did you get them on board? Well, uh, we started to really push it out on social media. Uh, so we put together some sponsors, uh, terms and conditions. What we, what we, you know, what is the benefit of working with Agile Sheffield and sponsoring an event? You know, you gain access to a really good network of people. Uh, you can, uh, you can adorn uh, the venue with your swag and your and your kind of like your posters, uh, and that's positive for them. And they also get five minutes on stage at the beginning of the talk to to promote their company and their business, and why it's important to them. Is there a is there a kind of a catch? Do you need to have had get so many people attending or anything like that? Is there is, have, you, have you found it easy to get sponsors or are people generally willing to get get stuck in? No, I think uh, okay. we've, we've never had a problem with sponsors. No. Uh, people and you know either individuals uh, or, or or big organisations, they're more than willing to to get involved uh, because I think they they trust what we're doing with Agile Sheffield and uh, they've seen that that constant stream of people coming in. Uh, and that good attendance. But I think going back to your question around starting a meetup, I think because we do get generally at least about sort of 50, 60, 70 people, it is nice that we can guarantee a venue and guarantee everyone gets a couple of drinks. But yeah. I think it doesn't necessarily have to always be sponsored. If you're starting out a meetup and it's just 10 people meeting in a bar or eating in a cafe or in a school hall, then that's absolutely fine as well. I think it, it, we need to be a bit more formal because of the size and the things we cover off. But actually a meetup really is just people meeting up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there is a, the, the, the bigger it gets, the more responsibility you feel perhaps to make sure that, well, everyone has a good time, I guess. But, you know, that's, it's quite a lot of people, isn't it, too, that have come for something that you've organised, the, the responsibility does. Yeah, we've got a reputation to maintain, well, I think. Absolutely, so. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, you mentioned earlier the, the Meetup Mashup. Um, you, you did one earlier this year. So if you can give us a, an idea of how that went and kind of the... Uh, I guess the logistics of doing that kind of thing with, with another meetup. Um, but I guess also, what is one? <laughs> so it's, it's, a big, it's a weird question, isn't it? It's what, is a, what, what, did, what do we think a meetup mashup was? And now you're asking that question, I'm not quite sure where the phrase meetup mashup came from, but I think it's just two meetups mashing up together, joining forces, yeah. um, looking at common themes and joining the two different groups together to meet up and talk about things that overlap. Um, like is, in a one-off or oh sorry uh, very good yes it's it's, it's rather, than, rather than having two separate meetups the meetups meet together in the same place at the same time so that's your question so in, uh, in Sheffield uh, we've got uh, we've got 
you know, the test test Sheffield, and then we've got DevOps Sheffield, and we've seen those folks start to get together and have joint meetups. And one of the things that we really wanted to do was to get involved with DevOps because Agile and DevOps, they share a lot of common themes, mindset, culture. And we just really wanted to bring those two things together and ask the question, you know, where's the commonality? What do people feel about Agile? What do people feel about DevOps? And what can we learn from each other? And I think going back to what does, what does it take to put one of those together, it was really about just linking in with the folks over at, uh, at DevOps Sheffield, uh, asking them, "Are you interested in doing this? Would your would your kind of like your attendees be up for it?" And they def- they, they were, uh, and that that was really positive for us. And then after that, it was just the logistics and working out that again, going back to the content. So we probably spent a good couple of evenings uh, between DevOps uh, Sheffield and Agile Sheffield, uh, working out exactly what does the audience want. Uh, and walking that audience through that journey because some people would brand new to it, brand new yep. to Agile Sheffield, brand new to DevOps Sheffield, and just synchronizing them, getting on the same, getting them on the same page, introducing them to the concepts of what is DevOps, what is Agile, where is the commonality, and then after that, just getting people involved, uh, getting people involved in discussions, uh, getting people up on the feet, talking about things, uh, and walking around with a microphone and saying, "What do you think? What do you think?" I think there certainly was a need there because I think, you know, we did a fair bit of tweeting and social media, but the turn, we didn't have to sort of chase for people to turn along, to turn up at all. We got some really good numbers. Um, so it just shows the needs then. As long as you sort of communicate it with the right tone and you're clear about what you're trying to achieve, people come along. I think we've got some really good engagement. Definitely. And I think we were really lucky with that uh, because we got a really good venue where we got some really good sponsors mm. uh, and they really made it possible. How do you go about getting a venue? Uh, again, it comes down to uh, just like uh, asking for a sponsor. We will tweet out. We'll say you know, we need a venue. Uh, we have a regular venue that we that we go to quite often. Couch uh, up in Sheffield on Campo Lane, uh, but uh, we are looking for alternative venues so we can uh, we have those options when we want to expand out and do bigger things. And um, tell us a bit about the scene in Sheffield. We've said it's good. It's thriving. Uh, again, before we recorded, you were talking about how it compares to to Leeds. If I can use that word on this podcast, what do you uh, what do you uh, yeah what do you make of the the scene in Sheffield at the moment and and yeah, maybe the future? Uh, I think Sheffield's a, a really great boiling pot uh, for meetups and the tech community. Uh, I go to a lot of things in Leeds uh, and to and to other meetups over there. Uh, but the one thing I do notice in Sheffield is we've got a lot of we've got a lot of meetups all crammed into a very small space, which is Sheffield. Uh, but it's a really vibrant community. Uh, we've got front end, we've got back end stuff, we've got you know the human side of computing. We've got a lot of stuff around the makers community, Raspberry Pi. Uh, but I think the, the best tell of uh, tell of the meetup community in Sheffield was the uh, the event that Sheffield Digital ran, the Meta Meetup. Meetup, yep. If I can yeah. say that, yep. That's right. Uh, and uh, that was really good to get everybody together, just talking about okay, this these are the things that we care about. How can we, you know, how can we push our message? Uh, how can we make people be more aware of what's going off in in Sheffield, and help build that community? I think I want just add to that. I think what's good about Sheffield actually is its size, because I've gone to different meetups in different cities, sort of Leeds, Manchester, and London, and sometimes those meetups are so big you don't see the same people each time. Or actually, it's very impersonal, whereas I think the meetups in Sheffield, I think, can always grow and be better. But actually, the, the right size that you can get to meet people, make connections so that once you've been to one meetup and you're brave enough to walk through the door and someone's spoken to you and said hello, you're more, more likely to go back. So when I go to different meetups now, um, 
you know, including the, the uh, Smart Sheffield one that Chris Diamond runs, that I wouldn't necessarily have naturally thought of about going to. But because I know people who've gone to that meetup through other events I've gone to, who feel more comfortable to go along and to learn more things. So I think that what is good about Sheffield is the fact that it's big, but not too big, for me personally anyway. No, that makes sense. I can kind of get, get that sense when we went to the Meta Meetup, uh, those two two events that we held last year. Uh, what, what can um, what can Sheffield's meetups do to work together better? Do you think do you think it, they do we does everyone work well already, or do you think there's stuff that can be done that uh, can improve it? I think more than mashups. I think would be a good idea because I think we, there are lots of meetups, but I think in many ways, although I think they're probably a little bit siloed in the sense of there's lots of commonalities across the different meetups and topics that we could join forces on more. And also I think across the different meetups, it's making sure we don't form an echo chamber and we don't just engage with people that actually know about meetups already, but for Agile Sheffield, we get good turnout, but I'm sure there's people across the city that attend other meetups that should come to Agile Sheffield or actually don't attend meetups at all, but have that need, but just don't know we exist yet. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we have started doing a lot more of at the beginning of each Agile Sheffield, so every so often we will see that there are a couple of things cropping up on the Sheffield digital calendar, so we'll sometimes do a shout-out yep. there, and we do get a lot of uh, a lot of folks from the different universities coming and promoting their ideas. I mean, I think there are some incubator hubs uh, popping up up and around Sheffield. Uh, I think Agile Sheffield gives them a good platform to talk about what's going off what they're doing and why it's important to them. Can anyone start a meetup? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. You don't even need to go, you could just put it on Twitter, put it on yes. anything. It doesn't necessarily even need to be the formal meetup site either. I think it's just a case of finding people. Yes. I mean, I should definitely, this is definitely the bit where I should say Sheffield Digital is here to help. Um, I know that there have been some meetups that started recently. There's the, the, the Data for Good, there's the Digital Marketing one that's started recently, Front End. Um, a machine learning one uh, that have all started relatively recently. Shepherd Digital's Slack community is 800, 800 strong people on there now. You can have your own hashtag, not hashtag, that's not how it works, it's a different platform. You can have your own channel. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry. Uh, uh, and use that to kind of have conversations. Um, do you guys do that, don't you? Yeah, quite yeah. a bit, yeah. How, do, well, how, how useful is it to have that? How does that work? Oh, it's really useful. So uh, when we are promoting a new Agile Sheffield event, we'll try to get it out across all the platforms. Uh, so I'll be pushing things out on LinkedIn to, to my network. Uh, we'll be liking each other's posts, resharing, reposting. Uh, we'll be pushing things out over Twitter, as I've also, as I've mentioned. But then we're also really pushing uh, things uh, into the the Slack channels. So we've got you know Sheffield Digital, the wider events channel, and then we've got Agile Sheffield. So we will have that rallying call for for our attendees to to get ready for the next event and bring the friends. Yeah, and Sheffield Digital will you know will tweet about it. We'll you know blog posts that kind of thing we're happy to talk about it here as well Indeed, yeah there's lots of places where we can we, where we can help uh, uh new meetups get started um if you want to start one which uh yeah i feel like i kind of do well maybe i should i feel like i'm i'm ready after this conversation um all right well that's fantastic thanks for uh for joining us both of you really thank you. appreciate it thank you and um and when's the next agile sheffield we should really say that shouldn't we so the next agile sheffield is on the 29th of march and okay. it's all about uh, growing as an organization and neurolinguistic programming this is going to be it's, I, I feel like i've already finished i'm going to ask you another question now what, what kind of people go to agile sheffield because i mean i've i've kind of been in a company an agile, that did agile and but i was a, like a producer type person is it is it for 
anyone that works sort of roughly in agile or do you have to be a developer or no you, you could be anybody you could be you could be a student you could be at university you could be a lecturer who's teaching it to you know like uh, you know uh, t- to students uh, you could be a professional you could be uh, a non-for-profit you could be public sector you could be local you know local government contractors freelancers you name it everybody's welcome at agile yeah, you could view yourself as being a digital person or not because i think you know without wanting to sound too much like a you know an agileist or sort of full of jargon agile is a mindset and a way of working a way of being so actually even if you're content writer writing a book you could still come along marvelous i only said that because i think you're writing a book yes <laughs> perpetually it's the same right, okay, one, there you go. It's the same one. <laughs> you're iterating as you go it's fine <laughs> <laughs> great well thanks again and um and hopefully see you at an agile sheffield soon thank you thank you ah so there you have it that was my conversation with katie atwood and tom hoyland And now is the time to be magically transported to the Rocco Cafe, where Mel and Chris await. And the first thing I asked them was what they thought of that interview that you've just listened to, because they listened to it too. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. It was a really enjoyable podcast. I I really wanted to be there, sorry. Yes, that's okay. I I was on holiday last week, but I really wanted to be there. so it maybe it maybe feel slightly sad that I wasn't there. And we're <laughs> not apart asking, from that, it was excellent. But definitely not asking, not asking Chris about his holiday because no. it would just make you really jealous. No, um, and I couldn't be there for a much more mundane reason, which was that my car had a completely trashed tire. Oh no! And I had to get it rescued from the middle of the Peak District and brought home. So I'm feeling was feeling very sorry for myself last Friday. But I thought the interview was fantastic, and what I really liked about it was. Um, just how much it told us about what meetups are like to go to and the fact that you don't have to be a super techie person to go. Anyone can go and learn from them and get involved and that they're really friendly, informal environments. And I think that's a really key message to get across so people don't think, oh, well, I have to be a coder or an agilista in order to go to some of these meetups. It's like, if you're interested, just go. Yeah, I I also think... It's really good to hear from those guys because the way they run their meetup, you know, they, they practice what they preach, you know, they, they seek feedback and they seek improvement continually. Every time they do a meetup is another iteration, another sprint. So I think the adult, they're, they're really embedded in their practice and they, you know, they try and, they try and use it. So I think other meetups could learn a lot. I mean, I could, I, le- I could learn a lot. There's a lot of things that I was thinking, well, actually, I could make the Smart Sheffield meetups a lot better if I did some of these things. Um, I'm just not dedicated enough. It made it all seem doable to me. I, only yeah. thought, I, was, I was reassured that actually, if you want to put, even if it was just a single event, it doesn't yeah. have to be an ongoing thing, that yeah. actually it is just a case of sending those first emails out, making those first contacts. Well, I think one of our really successful meetups, they started with a few people meeting in the pub and have evolved you know because more people started coming and they needed bigger venues and they did a, a really good job of curating the content and promoting them and making sure that everybody enjoyed themselves okay I also to the point I also thought it was interesting that they never had any problems finding sponsorship yeah and I, I think as a message that is a great message mm. you know if, if you've got a good product then people will support you mm. um, and that, that applies across the board there are, there are companies and I've, I know from conversations there are companies that have said you know if, if there are opportunities to you know it's, they, they don't necessarily want to do big splashes but you know a few hundred quid here and there to support yeah. something yeah. 
quite willing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I would always say, you know, if you're if you're having trouble getting sponsorship or you want a little bit of help with getting started on that, then we can always help too because we are talking to people who are looking for opportunities to sponsor community-oriented things. And same goes for finding spaces as well. We yeah. can start to help with that too. Great. Well, um, Katie also wrote a blog post for us in the last couple of weeks, uh, which was uh, reporting back on the... What do you call it? Was it a meetup? Was it a, a lunch? How would you describe your meeting? Uh, it, was, it was a small meetup around lunch or within lunch or through lunch it wasn't a ladies who lunch by any means um, but no it was great it, it was a fantastic event and I was absolutely thrilled that Katie wrote the blog post and she's also written um, a piece on Medium kind of following it on her thoughts a bit further so I'd encourage people to find that and, and have a read on that I'll find the link and I'll mm. post it um, but I'm really excited because there's there's there is some momentum happening now, and uh, if you're interested in this at all, there's the. Uh, we should we should say what well, I don't think we've said what the meetup was about. <laughs> so the meetup is about getting some kind of women in tech activity up and off the ground in Sheffield, and um, it's it was very much a starting point in terms of thinking about what might we do. Uh, who would it be for, what would we be trying to achieve um, and I think there were some really good conversations we need to talk some more, we need to refine our ideas some more and we need to involve a lot more people um, and that's what the next phase will be but what I was going to say is if you're interested there's now a Twitter account which is at SHFWIT and if you're tweeting about it please also use the hashtag hash SHFWIT um, and there's also the Feminists in Tech channel on Slack. So lots of different ways to get in touch. I think the next thing will probably be another event. And as that starts to come together, I'll make sure that that's very well publicised so anyone who's interested can come along. Um, and I will put links to all of this on the uh, show notes for this episode. So you'll be able to find all of that there as well. Um, uh, cybersecurity updates, that's what we've got written down in our notes. That makes it sound terribly serious, isn't it? Um, but this is follow-up from Mike's interview with us in the last episode. Yeah, so um, after, when we'd finished recording the episode, we continued talking with Mike, and one of the things that he s- talked about was this idea of trying to get some kind of cybersecurity group off the ground in Sheffield, particularly with a focus on highlighting all of the really good work that's already going on in the city and all the resources there are, and starting to position Sheffield as a centre of excellence for cybersecurity, which sounds really ambitious, but actually we're already doing an incredible amount. We've already got some key players working on it. So since then, Mike and I had a meeting with Paul Weeway at Sheffield Hallam University, and he's very much on board And he has uh, an event planned in early May with a speaker around, um, I think it's actually around blockchain, but, you know, that that will be part of the event. But what we're hoping to do as well is get a group of people together before that to talk about what what kind of activity would help establish Sheffield as a centre of excellence for cybersecurity who should be involved, how do we get that group together and how do we get them working. So again, if cybersecurity is your thing uh, and you'd like to meet more people working in that area in and around the city, 
um, then get in touch with me and I will make sure you get an invitation as that event comes together. Cool. I, I noticed um, the other day that OWASP Sheffield is coming back as well. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Um, so the, uh, what, what does OWASP stand for? Um, Don't know. What does OWASP stand for? <laughs> it's a breathless pause. Open here. Web Application Security Project. Oh. OWASP. Okay. So it's... Um, it's an, in, it's an international project for developing open standards, open security standards for web projects. Um, and um, I think there was a few meetings of OWASP Sheffield a couple of years ago, but they sort of petered out because they were run by students at Hallam. But okay. Scott Story posted in the OWASP channel on Slack for the first time in a, quite a while yeah. to say that they're bringing it back. And um, there's, a, there's a Twitter account at OWASP Sheffield to anybody interested in um, web security standards. Fantastic. Okay, well, um, we'll sign close to that and yeah. I'll get in touch with Scott because he's on my list of people to yeah. talk to anyway. Nice one. Um, the next thing is the uh, Channel 4 update. So we posted something on the website which is kind of a a summary of the, um, for all the UK strategy that Channel 4 announced relatively recently um, and what that means for Sheffield. We kind of, uh, we put this together with the help of Dean Hughes at Invest Sheffield. Um, what do we have to say? Any particular thoughts? Channel 4 is going to up sticks and move lock, stock and barrel to Sheffield, but there is a real opportunity for us to at least encourage them to have some kind of presence here when they do start to devolve some of their focus out of London. And the way to do that is just to keep showing them what an amazing place Sheffield is, how creative we are, all the resources that we got here, our independent-minded spirit and our do-stuff-and-to-hell-with-the-consequences kind of approach to life and just show them that they would fit right in. So uh, do your social media thing. Um, There is a hashtag for, is it C4 Sheffield? Is that hashtag? Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I can have a But we can dig that out. And then there's that lovely video. around the city who um, submitted bits of footage and stuff for Joy Polloy to use and you can see that through the, bl- the blog post it's on yeah. there as well um, so but, yeah we shouldn't give up on this I think it's no, worth go at doing no I, I guess the, the, the question now is how much of Channel 4 needs to come to Sheffield for Sheffield to make good on its promise to reciprocate by offering them space for a new building and the Screen Institute? So the, um, according to Invest Sheffield, the, they want to go ahead with the Screen Institute anyway. Well, that would be amazing. Now, how, yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be really interesting to try and get someone to come and talk to us about yeah. that. Um, but it's almost like, hey, Channel 4, we're doing this anyway. Yeah. And wouldn't it Can't be, be great if it. you came and, and were part of it? Yeah. I mean, I'd like them to have one of their regional hubs here. Yeah, They're yeah. going to have three regional hubs. Well, that, that's what Sheffield apparently is in the, in the, as a, a front runner now for. So, you know, no, no, no longer a dark horse, but actually <laughs> quoted in the national press as being one of the three favourites to get yeah. one of these regional hubs. So yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. I mean, the, the other thing that it ties into, which um, we don't have an awful lot to say about, is the, is the Creative Clusters bid that we know is currently going on, being led by Professor Vanessa Tullman at the, at, 
um, Sheffield University. So um, they're through the first stage of that. So that's um, I think eight uh, eight cities are going to be awarded money to create creative hubs, and Sheffield is um, being focused around music, film, and the publishing industry. And the publishing industry extends into games publishing and software publishing. So there's a digital component to, to that as well. Um, so, yeah, I think they're down to the last 20 to, to 30. Um, so, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that that comes off and more money comes in to create a, enhance our creative cluster and the crossover. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, there is some uh, new space available. Sheffield Technology Box. Yeah, so I uh, got to go to kind of the advanced preview of um, Cooper Lounge. In, Is that what it's called? Well, you, Tom, haven't, you haven't got a name yet. No, Tom, Tom can't decide whether to call it The Lounge or Cooper Lounge. And I think Cooper Lounge is great because it's Cooper Buildings. Can we have Emma Cooper's face all over the world? <laughs> I didn't think that. <laughs> we could. <laughs> that might be scary. <laughs> no offence, Emma. Um, but no, the, there's the history of, of the building itself and, and the Cooper family and all that kind of thing and why it was originally called the Cooper Buildings right. is really interesting. Oh, okay. um, and the, I think that what Tom is planning is that he hopes to run a, an incubation program mm. out of there and that will be called the Cooper Program. Okay. So then it's just whether it's the lounge, just the lounge, or is it the Cooper Lounge? But um, I've whacked a few photos up through Twitter mm. yeah, and it is it's a gorgeous space it's exactly what in my imagination this is the kind of space I no, wanted we, right. Tom has created it especially for me <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's lovely and uh, I hope lots of people will be able to make use of it and yeah. um, uh, well, he's also offering it as meetup space isn't he? he is yeah so it's not huge so for example you know the meetups that have got yeah. 50 or more people yeah. couldn't fit but if you're starting out and you've got 20 to 30 people yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely workable so you're almost taking over from Google Garage yeah. that had a similar capacity yeah, yeah yeah and also you know just the way the space is laid out with you know there's some uh, comfy sofas there's tables big table small table there's uh, benches along the windows mm -hmm. You know, to sit and work at. There's these really cool little triangular pods if you need to go and make a phone call. And when you close the door, you're all soundproofed in there so you can have a private conversation. Um, and then there is a meeting room which you can um, hire. So you can just book it through the Sheffield Tech Parks uh, website. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm... So we're going to be hanging out there quite a lot. We're going to be hanging out there. Uh, Chris and I will be uh, in the house, as it were. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully people will drop by. And there is a coffee machine, or there will be a coffee machine. Thank but God. I haven't tested it yet, okay. so... OK, and one post that uh, is definitely on the internet, because we posted it this morning, is from... Um, uh, so it's the Internet of Food, which is a new... Uh, phrase for me, and that's um, from the University of Sheffield's Urban Institute, who are looking for people to help them uh, join their steering group. Yes, yeah. So the, the Urban Institute at Sheffield University, um, one of their <coughs> one of their researchers, um, Nick Taylor Buck, um, is is running a project um, 
it's a classic European three-city project. So uh, Sheffield, Manchester, and Gothenburg <clears throat> um, to look at creating digital platforms to um, improve or, or you know remove the friction and to understand and make more visible um, the local food ecosystem. So from food production to distribution to consumption, restaurants, private. Um, and, and see what kind of difference that can make to public health, to local economies, to, to the sustainability and resilience of communities. Um, and because a lot of that work, I think it's a three-year program, a lot of that work relies on digital platforms and, and data and, and making the stuff visible and interactable. Um, he's looking for people with digital experience to join his steering group. Um, as they you know, were right at the beginning of this process, so they're, they're looking at help in shaping what this research project could be. Um, obviously, they want to build some infrastructure, some digital infrastructure, um, to actually affect change in these three cities, um, and we'll be looking um, to see how they can make that sustainable over the longer term. So um, it's, it's something that there, there's quite a grassroots community of people already in the city that have built platforms, but um, a lot of them haven't been maintained over the years, and I think there's, there's another good impetus to get that stuff up to date and improve it. So anybody who's interested in food and food supply chains and the impact of locally grown food um, sh uh, should get involved, really. Um, so there's a blog post out there, there's Nick's contact details, um, get in touch with him and talk to him about it and see if you want to join the steering group. Briefly, today, as we speak right now, the City Council are having their supplier day. This is like the first supplier day, IT supplier day, I think they've ever done. Certainly the time aware of, yeah. Um, and by all accounts, it's been heavily subscribed. I've been emailed this week by people who are asking if I can get them in. Um, uh, which is great, so um, there's a big turnout down there um, and it would be really interesting to find out from people what they thought of it and um, obviously we've talked to Mark Gannon of the council about it in over the last month or so and promoted that it was happening um, but yeah, there, there, are, there are going to be opportunities for local tech companies to get involved in council contracts um, Fantastic. So if you went to the supplier day and yeah. uh, you'd like to tell us what it was like, we'd be really interested to hear. That's right. Indeed. Uh, here in the uh, show notes, it just says Slovakian visit with a question mark, and I'm assuming that's not an offer. Slovakian visit. So um, I went to um, talk to a group of four individuals who were here for a couple of days. They yeah. spent time in Manchester and in Sheffield. Yeah. So Sheffield City Council asked for us to go and tell them a little bit about Sheffield Digital yeah. and uh, what we were doing to help make the city a digital hub. Yeah. Um, this was a reciprocal visit from. Sheffield and some other cities going out to Bratislava last month. Exactly. So it was it was really really interesting because um, the, the people who were there were from much smaller cities mm. than Sheffield. So more on a size like Barnsley. Yeah. Well, even Bratislava is only 
half the size of Sheffield. Exactly. So, so a much smaller region. But they were um, one of the things that they're really having trouble with is they're using all their young, losing all their young people because there are no jobs for them. There's no reason for them to stay in the region, mm. so they're just leaving. And they see digital as a way of encouraging young people to stay and make careers, build businesses in their home region. Um, so yeah, it was fascinating to meet them and uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed telling them about Sheffield Digital. Uh, Mark Gannon then went on to tell them a bit about Dot Chef and how that had come together and what the plans were with that. And they seemed to have got a great deal out of their visit and mm. to have really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I met them the night before at the Smart Sheffield event and had a long conversation right. with, with some of them. Um, yeah, and it's also it's interesting. I mean, you know, we've had the Chinese delegation over here in February, um, and on Monday I'm going to Birmingham because there's a, a delegation from the Baltic states um, over in the UK also wanting to engage around tech clusters and hubs. So I've been asked to speak and and um, get involved in one of their workshops. But it'd be really interesting to meet people from the Baltic states, Riga and Estonia, Latvia. Um, so yeah, this. I'm also involved in with the Isle of Wight at the moment, uh, away from Sheffield Digital. But there's a there's a, a, a Smart Island conference in Mallorca next month as well. So the islands of the world are all convening around around the same topic. Um, and and a lot of these places are characterised by wanting to retain young people and wanting to retain the talent. They've, they've all. They've all recognised Richard Florida's idea that the, the money goes to where the talent is. And if any of you are following um, the team from Barnsley who are in uh, Brussels at the moment, uh, because it's the whole Tech Town project is coming mm, to an end. Yeah. And they, so the people in Barnsley have been working with colleagues from other small you know, towns around Europe and all looking at how do we use digital to grow our economies. And the motto that they've adopted is adapt or die, which I think is uh, quite extreme, but also pretty ambitious. Um, and if you're interested in that, uh, following um, I think Sarah Lowy Jones from Sheffield City Council has actually been there and she's been tweeting a lot, so check out her timeline, mm-hmm. see the sort of stuff she's retweeting. Kerry Batchelder and Tracy Johnson from Barnsley as well. Mm-hmm. It's clearly some really interesting conversations and some really interesting parallels being drawn as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and I mean on, on that front, you know, Sheffield Sheffield is starting to do really, really well. I mean, um, you know, the the, the, we're running out of office space. You know, we, we've now we've now got contention on our development pipeline because so much of our office space has now has now been let. Um, and we heard, you know, recently that you know Aviva we knew were, were setting up a development facility here in Sheffield. Well, that looks like it might be up to 100 more jobs. So there's there's going to be, you know, with increasing pressure on recruitment um, in the city. So I think. We need to make sure that message is heard by our local economic development people so that they can start promoting how, just how many tech jobs that are currently standing open in the city. And I've been having conversations with um, Louise from Benchmark, who is involved in um, the city region's hard-to-fill positions report most recently, which is 
worth reading to see you know, how hard it is to fill a lot of the open positions, well-paid, high-skilled open positions in the tech industry. Um, so yeah. we need to muscle our way in there. We definitely do. We need a, we need a big marketing campaign for Sheffield. Mm. Don't get me started on that one. No. <laughs> So uh, for those who don't know, the, the Things Network is um, it's a, a global effort based out of Amsterdam to, um, to create a community-owned Internet of Things networks. Um, so these are, these are gateways that you can install and connect to the Internet, and each of them can support tens of thousands of sensors and devices out in the environment up to 10 kilometers away, if you've got decent line of sight, um, that are very low power. Um, but they're not very high bandwidth, so they, they chirp their readings periodically, and you can collect that data. And um, Sheffield's Things Network has been going for over a year, um, and we're going to have pretty good coverage of the city um, with these gateways fairly soon, sort of by the end of April. Um, and so the guys, the Things Network, um, have done a deal with the guys at Sheffield Hackspace, Sheffield Hardware Hackers and Makers, Andy Kirby and those guys, um, to run a series of hacks to get people who are interested in this stuff building applications, so building sensor modules, um, getting things out in, in the into our landscape, sit in the city, um, or out into the country where the network extends. Um, to start, you know, doing environmental measuring, or um, you, you know, you can connect actuators. It's two ways, so you can instruct things to to, to switch things out out in the environment. Um, and there's there's a whole raft of applications that, that come off the back of this. So, so it's really an opportunity to understand the technology and start experimenting. Um, maybe reproducing some projects that other people have run in other places. Uh, the Smart Sheffield event on Monday. Um, it was a Things Network takeover, and we invited um, people that are running Things Network communities in other northern cities to Sheffield to talk about what they're doing. So we had the guys from Liverpool, from Manchester, from Barnsley, those guys from Hull, um, all talking about what, what their network is like and how they've built it and what kinds of applications are now running off the back of it. So it provides basically a big innovation test bed to do this stuff. And if people want to then commercialize it, there are service level agreements and potentially other uh, more robust networks. Um, and 5G has coverage for this. So if, you, if, you're, if you're doing something in social care or, or um, emergency services, and you absolutely have to have a guarantee that a message is going to be received, um, then you, know, you can build those applications. You can start experimenting using the Things Network and then translate those applications to more robust networks that have a commercial wrapper. Um, so yeah, so it'll be, um, there'll be a blog post about it and an event schedule. It'll, they'll be on Sundays from 11 till 4. Um, it'll cost six quid for non-Hackspace um, members, free to Hackspace members. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll run one a month for the first six months and see how it goes. Awesome. Okay, now it's time for some Sheffield Digital News. Um, Owen Mitchell, can you believe it, podcast listeners? <laughs> <laughs> we should officially now yeah. welcome Owen Mitchell as our latest associate sponsor. Um, really, really delighted to have him involved. So, um, thank you.
thanks to them and we'll be hearing lots more from them and uh, hopefully getting them involved in those events as well. Cool. I'm, I'm going to have to bow out, so I'm going to say goodbye to everyone early before you go through all the events and our new members and stuff like that. What's your point how Chris is holding his microphone? He's taking his clip yeah, he's holding it like really, really close to my mouth. It's like he's storming, like, like he's storming off of Parkinson or something. <laughs> You'll always be a tosser to me. Mic drop. Bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye. <laughs> So, time to run through some upcoming events, and we'll do these quickly as time is getting on. Uh, Mel, stop me if, um, if there's anything that you want to add to any of these. <laughs> um, okay, on the 27th, hopefully that is still in the future, or very, very soon, um, it's the IoT Tribe Open Doors session. So that's all of the, uh, the companies who are part of the IoT Tribe North program, showing their stuff. Um, following day on the 28th of March is Benchmark Business Breakfast, uh, which is about mental health in the workplace. Uh, 28th, also, same day, UX Sheffield, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind, which sounds exciting. 29th, we have Front End Sheffield, that's the second Front End Sheffield, the first one went really well from all oil accounts. Um, so good luck to them for the second one. Same day, Spoil for Choice is Agile Sheffield. Katie and Tom, who will you who you will have heard, heard from earlier, um, and then into April on the third we've got .NET Chef. On the tenth we have three different events. So again, sport for choice. We've got uh, Equal Experts, an introduction to blockchain technologies, WordPress Sheffield, and Sheffield Test Gathering all on the same day. Um, anything to add there, Mel? Apart from go. Uh, no, the only thing I would say is that uh, the IoT Tribe North program is coming to an end soon. So if you're interested to see what they've been working on, it's probably well worth going to that event on the 27th. Marvellous. And then to uh, say our thank yous to our members, of course. So since we last recorded, we've got Omni Digital Marketing, who are a new company member. Thank you to those guys. And then individual members, we've got Paul Massey and Erman Comanche. Thank you to you too. Um, and our sponsors, of course, we've already mentioned Owen Mitchell, who joined us, but we've also got Shorts, Sheffield College, North Coders, and Benchmark. And, um, and I think that's it, apart from to ask you very politely to subscribe, uh, which you can do in um, all the usual places, iTunes, uh, your app of choice, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Castro, whatever it might be. And uh, you can find out more on sheffield.digital uh, slash podcast. And tell people, spread the word, let them know it's happening and available. That's it. Until next time. Bye for now.